What is up, my Sunlight Samurais? In this video, we're going to talk about Enzima Nyang's blood work, specifically why he has low testosterone. So this can hopefully give you guys an idea as to why your free testosterone might also be low. So in a recent podcast, they analyzed Enzima's latest blood work from 2023, and they shared everything. So I went through it, wrote an article on it. So let's dive in. Let me discuss with you why his free testosterone is low. All right, so here is the article, why he has low testosterone. So first of all, sexon binding globulin is the protein produced by the liver that binds most strongly to testosterone, making it unavailable. So your body can still take up, the cells can still take up uh, the testosterone bound to the sexon binding globulin, so it can still have an effect. But most of the time, when men have low free testosterone, they have low uh, testosterone symptoms, despite having normal or high levels of testosterone. All right, so things that lower sexon binding globulin include insulin, protein, zinc, low fiber diets, exercise, IGF-1, vitamin D, thyroid, magnesium, and copper. And then things that increase it would be long-term calorie restriction, fasting, low-carb diets, estrogen, and nutritional deficiencies. All right, so let's dive into his diet and lifestyle. So um, he's not very clear exactly on what he eats, and it varies a lot. Some days it's higher calories, some days it's lower calories. But in order to remain lean, so he's lean all year round, you have to make sure that you're not over-consuming calories. So sometimes being in a slight deficit. So first of all, we have slight deficit. He also does intermittent fasting, sometimes long, sometimes not as long. And we know that fasting uh, can increase sex on binding globulin. And then I assume he eats a moderate or high-protein diet to maximize muscle growth. He sometimes does low to moderate carb intake, so it varies depending on how he feels, but I guess most of the time it's lower carbohydrate intake. And then also at maintenance, his total calories are usually at maintenance or slightly deficit to stay lean, and it varies based on how he feels and his activity levels. So he often fasts for long periods of time and does a fair amount of aerobic exercise. So the harder you train, your sex on binding globulin can actually increase. He mentioned that his HRV is often low despite feeling good and rested. All right, so let's dive into his actual blood test so we can see what's going on. So here you can see 2021 luteinizing hormone and 2023. So it was almost a nine and it dropped down to seven, right? So his testosterone actually went up to uh, 700 uh, compared to 640 previously. So despite LH dropping, his testosterone is a little bit higher. And you can see the first free testosterone is actually lower at 11 compared to it was 16 in the past. So the percentage is now 1.6, and it used to be 2.6. So it's it dropped quite a lot, a bit. So the free testosterone signals back to the uh, the pituitary to inhibit the release of luteinizing hormone. So usually you will see that um, lower free testosterone would mean higher luteinizing hormone and higher testosterone. Although this is not necessarily the case, because he said in the past he was using tonkatali and fadoja, and supposedly the fadoja was increasing his luteinizing hormone. And the tonkat was lowering his sex on binding globulin. That was his hypothesis to why his uh, free testosterone was higher and his LH higher. So, But in general, when someone has lower levels of free T3, they tend to have higher levels of LH and higher levels of testosterone. So it's very common to see high testosterone with low free testosterone. This is very common. So this is interesting that he has this 7 or 9 LH is usually indicates that someone can have testicular insensitivity to the LH. So the body upregulates LH to stimulate the, testo uh, the testes to create testosterone. All right, so you can see the sex on binding globulin was 39 and at the past it used to be 29. 
So 39 isn't high, but it's getting up there. All right, so he can increase his free testosterone by lowering his sex hormone-binding globulin. The other thing I would like to point out is that uh, drugs like Clomid or Enclomiphene is also very good at increasing LH. So you will see LH increasing a lot when someone is using Clomid or Enclomiphene. And he says that his LH went up due to using Pedalgia, which might be true, but it could also have been Enclomiphene. All right, so let's look at his insulin. Insulin is one of the most potent inhibitors of sex hormone globulin production. And his insulin is low. So you can see his insulin was 2.4 and then it dropped to 2.2. So as you can see, as insulin dropped, sex hormone globulin increased. So one of the things that he can do is to increase his insulin and that will help to lower his sex hormone globulin. Also, IGF-1 dropped. So insulin increases IGF-1 and IGF-1 also suppresses sex hormone globulin. So low insulin frequently leads to low IGF-1. So boosting his IGF-1 by eating more carbohydrates, increasing insulin, fixing certain nutritional deficiencies will also help to lower sex and binding globulin. All right, so let's look at his iron and copper. You can see that his iron saturation, which is also called the transferrin saturation, is definitely on the low side. It also always used to be low. You can see his iron binding capacity tends to be in the mid range here. His iron tends to be on the lower range here, and his iron saturation is definitely on the lower range. And his ferritin is actually being high. So ferritin is the storage form of iron, right? It stores in the liver. And the iron saturation is how effective your body is mobilizing the stored iron onto ferritin. So ferritin, transferrin is the transport protein for iron. And then the transferrin saturation is how much iron that transferrin is carrying. So when someone has low levels of transferrin saturation, it means their transferrin protein is not carrying a lot of iron. And this could be because of low copper, because copper helps with the mobilization from iron from the tissue. So here he's ferritin, he has enough iron in the body um, to have higher levels of transferrin saturation. But it seems that he has a deficiency that is preventing the mobilization. So usually when someone has high ferritin and low transferrin saturation, it indicates that they have inflammation, but his inflammation was low. So it rather points to the fact that he has low levels of copper. All right, so copper helps to mobilize iron and increase transferrin saturation as well as iron uptake into tissue. Low copper can lead to low heme synthesis, low hemoglobin and low hematocrit. So here you can see the red blood cell count, hemoglobin and hematocrit was more so on the low side for him. He said that he's always used to be a little bit anemic in the past. And this could actually be because of always having low levels of copper. So if you eat regular meat and you don't really eat high copper foods, you're never going to have enough copper. So people always think that when you're anemic, you need more iron. But actually, you need all a lot of other vitamins and minerals necessary for iron uh, for red blood cell synthesis it's not just iron iron doesn't always fix his um, anemia and then also you can see that low neutrophils below 60 can also be a sign of low copper his was at 47 which is not terrible but it can be better than neutrophils all right so i think that he can definitely consume more copper and this will help to increase his red blood cell count but the reason why copper is actually so important is because it can lower sex hormone, sex hormone binding globulin. Here you can see that in this study, they supplemented men, you can see the men is the square groups here, with 8 milligrams of copper. And you can see seroloplasmin, which is an iron protein, went up 
over the months. Here you can see that, that copper increased ceruloplasmin, and as ceruloplasmin increased, sex hormone binding globulin decreased. The sweet spot seems to be around 35. This is when sex hormone binding globulin was the lowest. So definitely getting more copper, increasing ceruloplasmin will help to reduce sex hormone binding globulin. So I do think that his copper intake is likely not enough. All right, so GGT correlates positively with copper. Also, serum ferritin, uh, ferritin and the GGT are markers of iron toxicity. So his GGT was on the low side, which makes it very unlikely that he has iron toxicity or enough copper. So, yeah. All right, moving on to estrogen and sex on binding globulin. His estrogen was at 23. That's perfect. So estrogen is a potent stimulator of sex on binding globulin. And so it's unlikely that estrogen is causing his sex hormone binding globulin to be high. All right, thyroid hormone and sex hormone binding globulin. So his free T3 was definitely on the low side. It's definitely higher, but it's still on the low side. So very interestingly is that thyroid hormone stimulates the production of sex hormone binding globulin. But in hypothyroid individuals, people with low T3, which in SEMA could be almost deemed to be a little bit hypothyroid, you still have equal amounts of sex on binding globulin to people that are euthyroid. So how is that possible? The thing is, when T3 drops, the structure of sex on binding globulin changes to a more acidic form that extends the half-life. So even though you're producing less sex on binding globulin, it stays longer in the system. So technically, the amount of sex on binding globulin that you have is high in hypothyroid, similar to euthyroid. So when T3 hormone goes up, Sex hormone binding globulin production also goes up, but the half-life becomes shorter. So in total, the sum remains the same. So when you're hypothyroid, testosterone is not that high and the free testosterone will be lower because in the hypothyroid state, that's what you do experience. So interestingly also that T3 stimulates luteinizing hormone. So when someone has hypothyroid, you will technically see that their luteinizing hormone is always low. And then once you fix someone's low T3 and T3 goes up, LH will also go up. So it's still interesting to see that his LH was that high, which could indicate that he might have been using enclomiphene. All right, so here you can see in hypothyroidism, despite making less, less sex on binding globulin, it stays longer in the body. So you want to make sure that your T3 is in a range of between 150 to 220 nanograms per deciliter, and the free T3 is around 4 micrograms per milliliter or more. So also insulin, cholesterol, and triglycerides are usually elevated during hypothyroid, uh, hypothyroidism, yet he's were low. It could be that because he drew his bloods around 2 p.m. when he was still in the fast state. So a 16 to 20 hour fast will definitely lead to low insulin, uh, fasting insulin, triglycerides, T3 and IGF-1. So some of these markers could be slightly off because he was doing a fast. When you look at these ranges, they typically look at people that only did like an 8 or a 10 hour fast, not a 16 to a 20 hour fast. So these ranges are not uh, perfectly set for people doing longer term fasting. So that could always also mean that his markers would have been different if he only fasted eight hours instead of 16 hours. So in summary, I think one of the main reasons why his free testosterone is low is because of the low T3 and then maybe had low carb, uh, copper intake and he was doing the intermittent fasting and maybe not eating enough carbohydrates. So I would basically, to increase 
pre-testosterone, I would eat more nutrient-dense foods that's going to help to increase T3, eat more carbohydrates, stop the intermittent fasting, and perhaps not be in a big deficit. So that all of that will help to increase your free testosterone and reduce your sex and binding globulin. All right, guys, I'll also link an article on how to lower sex and binding globulin and increase free testosterone in the description. Be sure to check that out. So I hope this video was insightful and hopefully it gives you some clues as to why your free testosterone might also be low or sex and binding globulin be high. All right, guys, I hope this video was insightful. If it was, please share and like, and I will check you in the next one. Cheers, guys.